0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's
1: show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stalbaum. Welcome to the program, everyone. Welcome to Morning Breath. This is Pastor Dan, and I am so glad you're here with us. Morning Breath is a program where we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in it, meditate on it, talk to the Lord, ask Him to speak to us. Really, it kind of goes back to uh, one of the ways that we Picture it as soap. The using those those four letters: seek, observe, um, uh, apply or application, and then pray, and kind of just you know find verses that speak to your heart. Think about them. Ask God what that means to you and what how it can apply to your life. And we don't really prepare a, a message. We prepare our hearts. And I and Akos come down. We both read it at home and spend some time in the Word. Then we come down here to the studios, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Keith. Alderman. That's me. Hey Keith Pastor Alderman. Dana. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How good, are you doing? Good, good. I love your smiling face.
0: I love yours. Yeah,
1: you're smiling great. How you do hey Nick, how you doing? Oh, Nick's here too. Hey. Nick's here too. He, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't smiling. Yeah, oh, what's, the, oh, what's up over there, man? Yeah, yeah. From yeah, off
0: in the corner, I get it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey. Well, I don't ever want to forget Nick. <laughs> Because if Nick forgets me, we don't have a program. So we appreciate them. Anyway, welcome, everybody. How are you doing, Pastor Keith? Tell them how to get involved in the program. I'm doing program. great, yes.
0: So like Pastor Jane was saying, we definitely want you connected in and growing in the Word together. And you can do that a number of different ways, actually connecting with us. We would love for you to read ahead even so that you know where we're going, and then we can discover stuff in the Word together. You can do that easily through our app on the East Coast app as well as our website, eccc.us. You could even call our office at 321 321- 452 and we could even mail you out a little uh, newsletter that kind of just shows where we're going in the next month. We would love for you to read ahead so that you can discover. That's what we do. Like Pastor Jen said, we're going to prepare our hearts and then read it and discover what what's going on in the Word. And uh, we would, yeah, it's a great way to get connected into the Word every day.
1: It is. And so we got a couple of things going on at the church that we wanted to make you aware of. We've got really, we're doing a new series called uh, Reset, and as part of reset, we're taking the fall, which you know I know in Florida doesn't feel like fall yet, <laughs> but it is September. Schools started again, and kids are kids are getting busy and all that. Uh, people are coming off the you know summer of vacation and all the things that we do during the summer, and so we want to kind of reset our hearts and yeah. reset our focus on the Lord. And so we're having a week uh, the. Five days, Monday through Friday, of prayer yeah. at the church at seven a.m. Yep, is that correct? Yep. What, what else can you tell them about that? Pastor well, it's going to be
0: a time of us getting into the Word, praying. We'll have different themes of what we're going to pray on. If you're, if you, have you came some worship. out, yeah, absolutely, have some worship. If you yep. came out, maybe to our prayer week at the beginning of the year, it would be very similar uh, yeah. to that. Yeah. Good. Um, we're also going to have a night of worship in the middle of all of it as whoop well whoop. on Wednesday night. That'll be at six thirty. We uh, all of our campuses get together at the Parkway Worship Center and we just have a night of a lot of music and a lot of singing and um, of just praise to God. And it's it's a great night. So definitely encourage you to get connected that whole week, all next week, 7 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday, as well as 6.30 p.m.
1: on Wednesday night. And we cap off the week with a great family and children's event on yeah. the 17th. That's the Friday. Yeah, East Coast Kids Live. Yeah, at 7 called. p.m.? Uh, yes,
0: sir. Yeah, it'll be yep. about
1: 7 to 8, maybe a little bit after. Yeah. And it's just going to be a fun night, music, games, just a, a great night for families and kids, especially for kids, but families, to get together and have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Always looking for ways little, to enjoy little, life together. A little Nickelodeon-like yeah. you know, type of thing. So for all you people as old as me that know what Nickelodeon is, is I Nickelodeon, love Nickelodeon still around?
0: It is, but it's nowhere near as good as it was in the yeah, 90s. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you it was something in the 90s. Rugrats and Doug and some Rugrat. good shows man
1: <laughs> I'll tell you I've probably seen 200 Rugrats in my life I still
0: watch Rugrats sometimes it's on Hulu and I watch it with my
1: kids uh, I don't doubt it Rugrats was it was it was money man <laughs> these little characters in their diapers walking around doing their stuff yeah right? yeah, yeah anyway so let's get into it today we're we are in second Samuel Chapter 3, and if you weren't here yesterday, um, we've just come out of a chapter where, uh, you know, which is very, there's a lot of similarities, but there was betrayal, and uh, in Chapter 3, there was a lot of betrayal and stuff that went on that, um, you know, Abner, who was Saul's right-hand guy who had set up the king, uh, one of Saul's sons, and really... This guy was more of a puppet. Mm-hmm. sheth is the guy's name. He was more of Abner's. Abner grabbed him, set him in, but his his real power and you know the motor behind him becoming king was Abner. Mm-hmm. And Abner's died. Uh, actually, was betrayed and killed, murdered, and so that's where it's all at. And we kind of go into that, and that's important to know why, because it starts right out with Abner died. Yeah, and and ish uh lost heart. And so it starts out with that. And I just want you to know that as we get into the chapter today, because that's pretty important for what's going on in the, in the chapter and what's happening here. So I'll read the first six verses. Okay. You read the next six. Got it. Uh, I say unto you,
0: A read, sir.
1: When Saul's son heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost heart, and all Israel was troubled. And now Saul's son had two men who were captains of troops. The name of one was Benai, and the name of the other was Rechab, the sons of Rimen, the Berothite, of the children of Benjamin, for Beeroth was, was also part of Benjamin. Because of the beerothites fled to Gidim, and have been sojourners there until this day. Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became a lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Then the sons of Rimen, the Berothite, Richab and Benai, set out and came at the end of the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth who was lying on his bed at noon. And they came there all the way into the house as though to get wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and Benai, his brother, escaped. Verse 7.
0: For when they came into the house, he was lying on his bed in the bedroom. Then they struck him and killed him, beheaded him, and took his head, and were all night escaping through the plain. And they brought the head of ish to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of ish the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. And the Lord has avenged my lord, the king this day of Saul and his descendants. But David answered Rahab and Banna, his brother, the sons of Ramon the Berethite, and said to him, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from all adversity, when someone told me, saying, Look, Saul is dead, thinking I have brought good news, I arrested him. And had him executed in Ziklag, the one who thought I would give him a reward for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed a righteous person in his own house on his bed? Therefore, shall I not now require his blood at your hand to remove you from the earth? So David commanded his young men, and they executed them, cut off their hands and feet, and hanged them by the pool in Hebron. And, but they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the tomb of Abner in Hebron. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, I think you commented before the program how Shakespearean this yeah. this chapter is. This is a this really shows you the world that these guys. I mean, we see David and he shines as a light in, in the Scripture and a, I mean gets commended as a a man after God's own heart. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, a pretty bright light in the Bible. I mean, the king that all other kings were ever judged by was David, he walked according to the Lord, according to the ways of David, or he did not walk. And and yet you see what a harsh world David was living in. Yeah, and absolutely. Very, I mean, people's heads getting cut off and hands and feet. And I know this is not always family friendly, but it's it it's was the, real. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's from the Word of God. And uh, I don't know, just one interesting thing that stood out while, while I was reading it and you were reading it, was that he was in bed at noon.
0: I knew you were going to say that. You made that little chuckle when you when you read it. And I'm I like, just, there it is. He's in bed <laughs> at noon. What is,
1: what, what's up? Now, I don't know. See, and we got to be careful when we judge people when we don't have all the facts. Yeah. This is one of those cases where that could easily be done. Yeah. Who knows if he wasn't up all night? You know, I don't yeah. know what, what yesterday yep. dealt to this guy, Ishbosheth. I don't know what he dealt with. But... At sleep at noon is not a very good place to be. And the other thing I wondered is how do these sort of... These were not high-ranking officials. Mm-hmm. You know, these were soldiers. These were, you know, commanders. But these were not like, you know, right under Abner. Or these guys were kind of like low-level guys who wanted a quick promotion. Yeah, And so they yep. got this pr- plot together. Yeah, How did they just walk in the king's bedroom? Yeah, You know, this whole thing sounds really, really fishy to me. Yeah, it's me. sketchy, yeah. It's a, it's a sketchy situation, and he's in bed at noon, and so they stabbed him and, you know, killed him, cut off his head and took it to David. Yeah, it's
0: it's horrible. Like, yeah, it is. Like you,
1: and there's so much, like, when I'm reading this,
0: I'm thinking about... The chaos of life right now, like the chaos of this moment. Like I'm not talking about 2021. 2021. 2021 is pretty chaotic too. But I'm talking about in this moment, there is absolute chaos. And for David to be trying to, in one hand, hold on to, I'm going to establish something. Like I'm gonna, I'm taking over the reins. I'm gonna walk into something. I've he's got, been king I've got,
1: in Hebron for seven years. That yeah. means over Judah. Yeah. And so seven years into that. And it's, now he's got this next big step. And there's
0: still, it's like all of this, like, what what is happening? Like, how are you thinking that this is what I want? You know, mm-hmm. like, just this chaos over here that's, it's. I mean, it's borderline like jihad type stuff. Oh, of it, like, very much Of so. like, we're going to do this in the name of the Lord and in the name of the king. And it's like, whoa, whoa. So he's he's got his hands on two things of like, I'm trying to establish something great here in the name of God. And also need to watch all of this mess of people doing these horrible things in yeah, my name. Yeah. And, I just I thought about leadership I thought about how difficult leadership can be you know um on one hand you've got vision you've got dreams you're wanting to go this direction and the other hand uh it's it's you know like i I'm reading this and I'm thinking about honestly what I thought about was 30 years ago and you walking in <laughs> to east Coast of like it was it there was all sorts of chaos it was happening. Wild. there was there was chaos there was leadership that was wonka do and out of control. And then I thought about even Pastor Matt walking in and do a season of COVID, right? Of just very often when we walk into leadership, whenever we're trying to establish something, it's not all primroses and pretty and easy. It is difficult. And we are, we're, you got your hand on a lot of different things and pieces all at the same time. And it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be like, man, did I do that? Right. I don't know all that kind of stuff, but you got to continue to walk inside of honor, inside of loyalty, inside of truth, inside of faith and making those decisions and that. And you see David doing that, you know, he's, He's sitting here like, okay, hang on. We're, we're out of control again. You're doing something that is dishonoring. You're doing something that's reckless, merciless, and you're doing it in my name and in God's name.
1: Like, no. Let, this let me isn't stop you happen. there for a minute. I think that's really important. You said it was kind of jihadish in, yeah. in the look. It says that these guys actually said, here's the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, mm-hmm. who sought your life, and the Lord has avenged my Lord. Mm hmm the king this day of Saul and so they they very much were doing it in the name of the Lord yeah and you know David obviously turns around and says as the Lord lives you know he starts speaking truth in that so that's one point i just wanted to make that in agreement with what you said the other thing is leadership is attra- attracted to chaos in yeah, fact chaos good. creates a vacu- vacuum yep and if 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 everything was great, they wouldn't need a leader. Yep. You know, if everything was working perfect here, they wouldn't need David to step in as king. Yeah. They were experiencing their own choice of Saul and all the ripple effects that had, and it was now kind of almost at the bottom of the you know, barrel of all the ripples of these guys getting their choice. Yeah. And when I say this choice, Israel saying we want a king. When God said, you don't need a king, I'm your king. Mm-hmm. And he gave them Saul. Now it's come all the way back to the sort of the end of the, the effects of all that. And there is this huge hole, this huge gap that needs filling. And, of course, God has David fill it. One of the things that stood out to me in this chapter that— um, I spent most of my time thinking about this morning. And, and you know, as you do, you do that sort of observation, kind of find a verse that spoke to you the most. The one that did actually was the first one. When Saul's son, and this is Ishbosheth, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost heart and all Israel was troubled. What translation are you reading? New James. So do you have a footnote on he lost heart? Yeah. It, uh, it, it's
0: interesting. For It's Ezra, right? Is that
1: what you're getting at? Uh, no, I'm looking for the... Uh, it's, oh, the, no, I don't have that. The other then. translation is his hands dropped. Oh, yeah, I don't have that. So he lost heart. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, when you look at courage, courage is, you know, this thing that's put in you. Now, hopefully it rises up from the inside, that emboldens your heart to do something difficult, let's say, or do something scary. Here, he lost heart. What's going on here is fear gripped him. And when he realized that Abner, the guy that made him king, the guy who had all the power, the strength, the warrior, the leader of the armies, Mm -hmm. everything going, the guy that was willing to stand up to David— because he had, that's what he did when he made Ish, Ishbosheth king. He said, "No, David, you're not going to be king. It's going to be one of Saul's sons." He was faithful to Saul. He stood up, said, "We're going to do it." When he died, Ishbosheth, his fear just grabbed him. What's interesting to me is when he, when he embraced that fear and he gave up on the inside, he lived how long after that? Not very long. Right. Um, Fear is an incredibly powerful robber in our lives. And in fact, we conform very often to what we fear. I saw something the other day uh, with my grandson where he was running from me, more in fun, you know, like we're playing and he's running. Well, he's running looking back to see where I'm at. Yeah. And I stopped him probably two inches from running head first into a table that was just perfect forehead size. It would have left a, probably a scar that we would have been able to remember those days forever looking at his face. Even when he was 40, he'd still have this line across his forehead. Um, and I stopped him because fear very often causes us to experience the very thing we're afraid of yeah fear like faith draws the thing we fear to us what is faith it's a belief a belief that something you haven't seen yet will actually happen because god is faithful fear is believing something that will happen that hasn't happened yet that's bad Mm -hmm. so they're exactly the same sort of force and i actually believe that you know, fear was something that God invented, and some of you won't like that, but God invented fear. Uh, the devil didn't invent fear. God did. I can tell you where he invented it in the sense of uh, uh, with, with animals. He put the fear of man into the heart of animals so that we could have dominion over them. He put the fear of Israel in Jericho so that Israel could have dominion over them. He put the fear of David in the Philistines, so David could have dominion. Fear brings dominion. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, if we're operating in the backside of fear, in other words, if we're the ones afraid, Mm -hmm. we're offering dominion to what we're afraid of instead of where God wanted us To be the ones who struck fear, just like when Jesus showed up and the devils, "Ah, have you come to torment us before the time? Ah, We're afraid. The he dominion was obvious, and that fear in the demons, the dominion Jesus had over devils. We're supposed to have dominion over everything on the earth and all those types of things. And when that gets reversed, man, all you're going to do is end up. And I just. I couldn't help but rehearse some of those thoughts in my mind this morning and think about that because probably the number one problem for people in ministry and very often in leadership is this thing called fear. For example, if you have a fear of man and you care what people think, you're going to end up being a people pleaser, and that's a problem. A great example of that is we were talking a little bit about family and kids before the program started we're not called to be our children's friends first and foremost we're called to be their parent when we make decisions for our children based on them liking us we make bad decisions for our children yeah and so you know that whole fear thing there are dads that i i know this from experience where you're so busy and you're not spending enough time with your kids that when they want something you give it to them because you know you've kind of let them down overall and so be that whole fear thing begins to build and then you allow them to do something that you really shouldn't but you do because you don't want to go against what they really really want yeah and so fear is just such a a ruling factor in in our lives and in 2021, back then, it was too. <laughs> in this whole thing, we see it. But now in 2021, how many decisions are made by fear? Mm-hmm. I think you should wear a mask if you believe in the science and the medical technology behind it. You should do it. I don't think you should do it out of fear. Right. I think you should get vaccinated, not based on fear, but based on prayer and, you know, Medical science and wisdom. wisdom, all those things, and we can go right down the line on everything that's going on in the world we live in right now. Yep, I think you should vote for blah blah blah, not based on fear, right, but based on wisdom and go right down the line. There's just so much of what we're doing in the world today based on fear, yep, and it never leads to somewhere good, it always leads us somewhere bad. And poor Ishbosheth, um, he sure. You
0: know. Yeah, Job said that which I greatly feared has come upon me. Yep. Like it's if you're gonna fear something like crazy, it's gonna come upon you. Yeah, I good. think about the uh, the verse, you know, sometimes stuff's keeping me up at night, and then uh, I go back to what Jesus said of how can worry add a cubit to your stature? <laughs> like, why why are you doing it this? it might shrink you? <laughs> yeah, right. Like how does it how does it make you taller? How does it strengthen you? How does it how does it lift your head up at all? It doesn't. And so like what does it do for you? Nothing. Uh, everything you're saying of like you know, that, what you're gonna fear like what decision do I make you know I deal with this all the time in youth world of like what college do I go to you know uh, should I date them should I and you know, all these kind of big decisions that feel like the whole world depends on them and I tell people all the time you need to follow peace instead of fear like start following peace you're at a crossroads then what do you feel peace about? Like, let's look at the college thing, or let's look at a job thing. Like, which job do I take, this one or that one? Well, are you afraid that if you don't take that one, you miss out on something? Mm -hmm. Are you afraid that if you take that job, something bad's going to happen? If all your decisions are based out of fear, you're never going to be able to experience that job the way that you should. You're not walking into it with the Spirit of God next to you of like, I'm going in to conquer this thing, rather than you're going into it defeated already. So a better way to look at it would be, where do you feel peace? It might be the quote-unquote scariest thing to do, but you feel peace about it in knowing that God's with me in this, I'm gonna go forward. There are plenty of things that I do that are scary, but I don't do them out of a place of fear. I do them out of a place of authority. It doesn't mean that I don't get afraid. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I don't, Uh, you know get worried and all that stuff it's just me saying it's a very
1: normal thing yeah
0: like i'm just gonna i know that god's with me and he's called me through this therefore i can get to the other side of it he's with me therefore who could be against me rather than being frozen again like you're saying that fear freezes you and you start making poor decisions we're out of time wow (laughs) we better take
1: a break we'll see you in a minute
0: you are listening to the morning breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira,
1: Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back. You know, we're talking a little bit about fear here uh, in the last half of the program. You know, this is not just applicable for people in the Old Testament. Peter, when he was in the boat, he was very brave to get out and walk on the water. He asked if that was Jesus walking on the water. Jesus, you know, basically said yes, and he said, well, if it, if, if it is, then come walk on the water with me. And he steps out of the boat, which was very courageous. I mean, we're talking about a guy who lived on the water, a fisherman. He understood, you know, water surface tension, did not hold a 200-pound man <laughs> above the water, and he got out and walked. And the Bible said he walked on the water, but when he saw the wind boisterous and the waves high— he feared, and he began to sink. Yeah, And it just goes to show you again that those two are just opposed. They're, they're, you have faith on one side and fear on the other. And Jesus actually asked him, he said, Why were you fearful, O you of little faith? Mm-hmm. And I think he asked him not to condemn him. Uh, Jesus used questions so much of the time to teach. He was yeah. the master yeah. of questions that led to... Understanding, He asked him that question so that Peter would actually think about it and go, wow, I I, I lost my focus. Mm-hmm. I turned my focus from the Lord to the problems around me.
0: Yep.
1: Now, it didn't mean there aren't problems. The world we live in today is full of problems. But what the key here is keeping your focus on Jesus. Amen. Which brings us back to our announcement that's going to be going on the 13th through the 17th. It's good. Reset. Changing our focus and resetting our focus back on the Lord. Amen. We will invite you 7 a.m. prayer, 13th through the 17th, night of worship the 15th. All that will be great. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.